Yo, what's going on, you guys? What's up? It's me, it's your buddy, it's your boy, it's your pal, your good friend, John O'Milo, coming to you with the debut episode of the Crap Baby Sleep podcast. Um, hopefully, you know, down the track, I'm going to try to set up some interviews, but uh, for now, really want to be able to talk to you guys about, you know, current events and things that are going on in the, you know, political realm, philosophy, all sorts of other really neat things, you know, so hopefully you guys will enjoy the program hopefully you know there'll be some really great discussions here um if you are checking the show out on anchor.fm there's a way for you guys to leave uh, voice messages so you know feel free to uh you know drop me a line and i'd love to hear from you guys i'd love to hear your questions so um with that being said i'll see you guys on the other side hey check you out after the bump peace um, this one's going to be a bit interesting because uh, normally I do a vlog over on my YouTube channel. Um, it's been a bit difficult trying to get the whole thing off the ground, to be totally honest with everyone. Not so much as in, like, I don't appreciate everyone's um, dedication to watching the videos and uh, commenting and uh, all the support. I really honestly appreciate it, but there's just a lot of, uh, what's the word I'm looking for? I guess censorship, you know. Um, going around on the uh, big platforms, a lot of suppression of information and people's thoughts are going on right now, you know, so I'm assuming that the vlogs probably don't have the best um, reach anymore. And um, normally I do like um, an article. I would just pick an article that I had a bit of a fancy for. And, uh, you know, I, th I thought there were some things that I could unpack and. I came across one today that I would normally do a vlog for and um, decided to bring it here to the podcast. This one comes to us from the uh, dailymail.co.uk, um, and it is titled Kanye West debuts a Blexit clothing line endorsing campaign for black voters to exit the Democratic Party. Yeah, Kanye West has debuted a line of shirts endorsing a, quote, black exit from the Democratic Party. The rapper's latest clothing venture features a selection of aqua, salmon, and lilac tees and denim hats with the words Blexit and We Free, boldly printed on the front, ranging from $25 to $28. The line was unveiled at the Young Black Leadership Summit in Washington, D.C. on Saturday, an event organized by Candace Owens, the... Uh, Lovely, absolutely lovely woman of the conservative advocacy group, a turning point USA. Bluxit is a renaissance, and I am blessed to say that this logo, these colors were created by my dear friend and fellow superhero Kanye West. Owens told the crowd West has taken on one of the boldest steps in America to open a conversation we have needed to have. The Blexit campaign inspired by Brexit in the UK is one in a string of political pursuits by the artist known for his provocative and often objectionable opinions. That's just the introduction to this article. Um, to say objectionable opinions is like a really nice way of putting it. And jeez, oh, oh peace, man. Like everything about like Candace Owens is just like this is like massive cringe fest. Like he's a superhero too. Like basically, like I got in bed with Trump as well. 
and I, I don't want this segment to be, you know, just like just straight up just like Trump bashing for, you know, 10 or 15 minutes or whatever have you. But this entire thing of like the, you know, the uh, black exit from the Democratic Party is just very. I'm I'm just I'm just, I just get really sick and tired of you know these groups like Turning Point USA and these figures like Candace and others um trying to get people trying to get you know black voters you know minority voters etc you know to become conservative to be you know a conservative like a new conservative base or to join like the new right or whatever they really think that it is it's it's not going to happen you know, it's never going to happen. You know, it's like how Donald Trump said, like in one of his original speeches, it's like, you know, what do you have to lose? You know, and when he said that, you know, the more that I think back on that whole um, quote from him, you know, hopefully it's not completely taken out of context. But whenever I think about that quote from him, I think about um, there's just so many things that are just like wrong with black life, like in the United States, that like somebody like Candace or Kanye, Kanye really honestly does not have the the ability to fix any of the things that something like Blexit or Blexit. Oh my lordy gee, like we free? Really, we free? That that's where we're at now. We free. We free from what? You know? Free from massacre on the streets, you know, with the hands of police, free from lead in the water, you know, free from unemployment and underemployment, free from, you know, like a catastrophic like social collapse within the black community free from mass incarceration like what are we free from candace and kanye like that's what i really want to know you know this the whole thing is just filled with this so much and like hey just go ahead and just like look at the young black leadership summit in washington dc that took place over the weekend just have a look at it you guys and you know just open up a tab and just poke around at it on twitter or your, or your preferred social media um site and you know like it, it just shows this picture where it's like you think that these people are like you know this is like some massive movement but in all honesty you know this is just like a group of boomers you know this is a group of boomers and this is a group of people that are like connected to boomers or they're like you know i saw somebody else put it on um on twitter recently that this was like you know like africans where it's like people who will come over with a considerable amount of wealth because you know let you know let's be honest you know, in order for you to like make it, you know, with black skin in the United States, you 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 need more than just like, you know, a really great rap persona like Kanye West. You need someone that has like a considerable amount of wealth in order to bolster you, in order to put you into a position that would actually honestly help you help you out in life. Pardon. You know, just putting on, you know, a red hat and calling yourself Superman is not going to do that for black people. It never has, it never will. And Candace's whole, oh, man, Candace really bugs me, man. She really honestly bugs me. I can't even really front on how much her, just her politics and the, just the way that she comes to things. It's like really bugs the living crap out of me, you know, where it's like, you know, they always talk about like, you know, the left being like the real racist and all this. And like, what is this like? <laughs> what would you consider your behavior then? What would you call yourself then? You know, I think both, I think both parties in this, you know, the Blexit and, you know, these so-called center-right African-Americans, they all have problems, you know? The, and the biggest problem is that, you know, with the election of Trump, right, you know, us leaving the Obama era, it's time for everybody to wake up, right? It was time, it, it was time then. We had eight years of just 
just our communities be just being absolutely devastated. And nobody wanted to wake up just because, you know, we, we could look at a black face on television and somehow that made everything okay. That made dropping like hundreds of bombs every single day and like a deficit so sky high, well, our children's children will never see the end of it. Somehow seeing that black face made that all okay. And this is supposed to be some sort of wake up moment for everyone, you know, that like it was the Democratic Party's fault. Like, no, man, it's like this oligarchy that's within the United States. You know, that got Trump elected, that gave us Obama for eight years, that gave Hillary Clinton the audacity, the gall to even think that she could run the country competently. You know, th- this is this is like this is the these are the issues that people should be facing. And they're not. They're not. They, they can't do it. Candace Owens and Kanye West are constantly punching out of their punching out of their weight. They're just always constantly doing it just because they have. You know, there's this cult of celebrity around them. And, you know, I've seen so many people talk about like Candace Owens's background, you know, and like her history and things. And I don't want to be a person that, you know, constantly always has to drug up people's, you know, past because, you know, people change, you know, ideas change, the ideas inside of your heart change. But, you know, and she doesn't have really have like the best background either, you know, and. I mean, to be honest with you, like the things that would help someone like a figure like Candace Owens is not going to help a lower class, working class, working poor African-American. It's just not the things that she's asking for. You know, like I saw something recently where I uh, I wish I could just find it as this show goes on. Hopefully, you know, I'll be better at, uh, you know, adding in clips and, you know, referencing the things that I'm talking about so you guys can get it. And, you know, hopefully, you know getting some pretty detailed show notes as well, because I feel like I'll reference like a few things as well. Like this video in particular, I saw this video. I can't remember where it was. I'll have to look it up on YouTube and um, put the clip in. And it was basically about like how the dog whistling in politics works. You know, we before, you know, before emancipation, right. And before African-Americans were considered, you know, um, freed peoples, right. There was this whole thing around where the rhetoric of politicians was just what it was. You could just tell who was racist. You could just tell who was sexist. You could just tell who wanted what and what land and for why. And they could just come out and just honestly talk to you about these things. Now we're to this point where things are just so veiled that, you know, you have something like you you feel as innocuous as like something like tax cuts. And then when you hear it come out of like, a politician's mouth, what they're really talking about is, you know, their rich elitist friends walking away with more money than you, walking away with more money than workers, and specifically in, in, in most cases, walking away with more than, uh, you know, minorities and specifically African-Americans in the United States. I have to try to find that clip. I found the whole thing very interesting. <sighs> Candace Owens really bugs the living crap out of me. I swear to God, it's it. She's just so backwards. Her and Charlie Kirk and and Turning Point is just so. It's just so demonstrative. It is just so backwards. Just the way that they come at things is just so like. I mean, are we also going to have this like part of this like so called like cultural revolution? Are we also going to have parts of it where we realize that like getting in bed with like the new right, quote unquote. Or like, 
you know, any of these other groups like Turning Point USA, like how many problems that they have going over to the right while they constantly bash things like, you know, you know, so, you know, socialists or Bernie Sanders or Ocasio-Cortez, which I also have problems with, too, being a leftist. Right. But are we going to come to a point where people can honestly sit and say, well, you know, you guys just have just as many problems, if not more so. Um, what makes what you guys are doing better than what they have going on? I seriously, honestly doubt that Candace is even going to be around for a day like that. You know, once Trump's gone, I feel like all these figures is, you know, they're going to they're going to hit the high road. All this stuff is going to be is very easily for, forgettable with the way that we, you know, with our, our, our news, our news is set up and the, this, the, this, the fear cycle just around literally everything that happens to us day to day. I feel like something like that is very, very easily forgettable, you know, which, again, is really sad because a lot of African-American neighborhoods are like. I, I say this to my girlfriend all the time. It's like red alert. You know, it's like a freaking red alert out there. You know, it's like when you're on the deck of, you know, the Star, you know, the Star Trek Enterprise, right? And, and then the red light comes down. That's like every time I walk through certain black neighborhoods. Like, <laughs> like you know, like I laugh at that, but it's not funny. You know, uh, mostly it's just like the Star Trek reference made me giggle. But it's real. It's very real. And, you know, putting on... Just like it's so crazy, like thinking that like putting on hats is going to make you make you into a Superman. And what you're going to fly some food home, you're going to fly some like welfare assistance home, you know, like what like what is this whole thing? Like it doesn't really it doesn't work, man. It doesn't work like it, it just bugs me because it's like, you know, Candace, she gets to walk away with like a considerable amount of money. Because of stuff like this, right? She gets to walk away with this huge bag of money and she leaves people with nothing. She leaves people with rhetoric and some like very, very one dimensional talking points. Because all they got to do is just look outside. Just go look at a black neighborhood and then tell me if any of the things Candace Owens claims that she wants, whatever work, you know, just go to Detroit. Just go to a black neighborhood in Detroit. Go to a black neighborhood in Pittsburgh. Go to a black neighborhood in L.A. Go to a black neighborhood in Houston and then just like pull up a Candace Owens video. You know, I like the heart of the ghetto. And then, like, just, just wonder to yourself whether or not any of this crap would work. I mean, <sighs> she drives me wild, man. Like, every time I think about her, she just drives me nuts. It's like, oh, man. I, I, like, I wish I could just, like, just smudge my past and just become some, like, you know, some alt new right grifter and, you know, just have some like really like one dimensional talking points like the Democrats are the real racists and crap like that. And then, you know, have people just donate a bunch of money to me. It sounds wonderful. <laughs> sounds like a great time. And like, I just sometimes I just can't believe that this is like this is just like where we're at right now. These are the figures that these are the new figures. These are the new political pundits. These are the new figures that we have. It's people that spout crap like this. It's so it's infuriating. It drives me wild, man. It really honestly does, man. And like I said, if you look at any of the pictures from that rally, from that march or whatever it was, was supposed to be, pardon. Ooh, excuse me, pardon. A lot of those people, like I said, they're like Africans. They're biracial. You know, they have people that like, you know, basically prop them up up until that point in order for them to be black conservatives you know, to be black capitalists. That's what they have going on out there. And the more that they set out and 
they set out this smoke screen of like where these people sit as far as class is concerned, um, the easier it is for them to walk away with a huge bag of money. And I mean, I, I guess I should, I guess I should just go ahead and just break into, you know, like if you go to the, the black sit website, one, can we talk about the fact that like this, like this clothing, you know, this clothing is like 25 to $28. You know, you want to talk about make America great again. Right. You know, the make America great again hat and the iconography of this stupid hat. Right. Um, I'm pretty sure it's made in Bangladesh. It's made in China. So how much of this stuff was made in Bangladesh or made in China? Can we talk about that? Or I mean, I seriously doubt anybody actually wants to do that. Nobody wants to do that. Nobody wants to talk about how this Blexit clothing, this $25 dad hat with clip art on it was probably made in Bangladesh. Can we talk about how if you're going to have like a true Blexit Kanye, Candace, you probably should have, like, everyone that was embroidering those daggone hats probably should have been black. Every single website that has, like, a third-party affiliate with you to sell the stupid hats should be black. Like, <laughs> like that's what's going to, you know, that's what needs to happen. It's like, if you really actually want to do this, like, voting conservative is not going to do that. Guess what? Jobs are going to do that. Jobs are going to build, you know, a considerable voter base. That's what's going to happen because those people can like insert policy that they want in their neighborhoods. They can police themselves. You know, they can give uncles and cousins and brothers positions within these, you know, within the labor force. This buying a hat and being like Democrats are the real racist does absolutely nothing. It does nothing for anybody. Holy crap. She is so infuriating, man. She drives me wild, man. Like, Ooh, I don't even want to keep going get to it. I'm just going to move on. Uh, let's just go ahead and let's just break into the next part of this story. Wes Blexit offers will no doubt please his pal, President Donald Trump, with whom he met earlier this month in the Oval Office. And just in case, you know, I guess go ahead and open up another tab um, on your browser of choice and then go ahead and have a look at that. I'm pretty sure everybody saw that when uh, Kanye West ended up showing up at the Oval Office. Hey. <sighs> There, there, there's just a lot there as well. You know, I, I've seen some people say that it was like a cultural stain on America. And I would I would be hard pressed not to agree. The whole thing was embarrassing. You know, I've seen people call it a manic episode. And I would agree with that, too. It was like this weird, this fit of mania. Like he was like, I don't even know, like he was freestyle rapping or something, you know, in front of the president talking about hydrogen planes and, you know, the the putting the hat on, calling himself Superman quote and all this. And it was like, nothing really came of it. You know, everybody, I, I've seen like a few people, you know, especially like on Instagram, I got into a, a pretty heated argument about this, you know, where it was like, oh, but you know, he, he's talking to him about prison reform. And then it came out like, what, a few days later, he got one prisoner freed. You know, it was like the same thing like when Kim Kardashian showed up talking about prison reform. These are not the people like, I don't understand, like, why it's so difficult for us to understand. Like, you know, this is not Hollywood Squares. This is not the Wheel of Fortune. Just because we have a president right now who is a former television host does not make the realm of politics all based in celebrity. I don't understand why it's such a major issue in order for people to unpack that right now. It's very confounding to me. I mean, I mean, like, like I said, like in this argument that I had, I mean, because I can't even say that it was the debate because there was just so many bad, 
just like one dimensional ideas is like popping out of the fray on that whole thing. This also comes from someone that is like a friend of Kanye West. I mean, I, I should honestly put friend in air quotes. Anybody who listens to this recording afterwards is going to know exactly who I'm talking about, but I digress. You know, like I, I had to, I had to bring up, you know, like multiple times I was like, yo, um, like, do you guys not want like an economist to sit? Pardon, you know, the, the mispronunciation, but you know, do you want like, you know, like humanitarians sitting across from that table, you know? Could you, you know, could, can we get like some like real activists, not just like, you know, these like affluent sociopaths sitting across from the president, you know, like, can we get someone that like could actually talk to him and get him to understand these things? No, let's get like, you know, let's just get a celebrity basketball team in there. How about Paris Hilton? You know, <laughs> like it's, it's baffling to me that people didn't want to break that down. And then on top of it, like he got one prisoner freed. You know, it's very easy for somebody like Donald Trump to just like backpedal or, you know, just say that it's like out of his hands and it's due to some other policies or some other, you know, legislative body. And he doesn't have to do anything. But somehow this is supposed to be like a massive win for everyone. I just I wanted to tell everybody, just, you know, just take several seats. This is so embarrassing. Um, I digress. Let's move on. During the now infamous meeting, West went on an unhinged rant that included several mentions of race issues. Yeah, um, I uh, again, you know, agreed it was unhinged, you know, and the racial issues that he ended up bringing up. It was like it was really crazy. It was like, yo, um, I mean, like, don't get me wrong. Like, I meditate. You don't know, like I meditate. But. You know, meditation isn't going to fix the ghetto. It's just not, man. The things that you were asking for are like things that like, you know, you've had years of like therapy to deal with. You've had medication. You've had people who have like scanned your brain. You even he even talked about that. His CT scans like there with Donald Trump. Like how many African-American families even have insurance, Kanye? How many people could even afford CT scans, man? Like. Like, come on, man. Like, can you piece this together? But no, you know, let's talk about let's talk about meditation. You know, the the whole thing was like it was so this is what I'm saying about like how embarrassing it is for people to just think that you can like sum up, you know, very critical, very hard hitting race and economic issues in tweets and 60 second blurbs on Fox News and, you know, wrecked, you know, compilations on YouTube and wearing hats and calling yourself Superman. This is where we're at. This is how it, this is how we get here. This is this 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 that's the the core of so many of these problems right now. But I digress. Let's move on. He and Trump then shared a strong embrace that was now well received by many members of West's community. <laughs> Understatement? Yeah. Trump has since repeatedly mentioned at rallies that he expects the African-American community will throw its support behind the Republican Party in the upcoming midterm elections, although pollsters say otherwise. Yeah, I mean, like, who really who really knows what's going to happen with these midterms? I mean, it's still up in the air. You know, this whole idea of like the blue wave and all this. I really don't see too much changing as far as like the midterms are concerned, because. You know, as far as like what I've seen, sans like a small handful of figures, the Democratic 
um, party. Their whole idea of like bolstering change at this point is that we're not Donald Trump, which like it does like it doesn't work. You know, there's like a handful of people, like I said, Ocasio-Cortez has some pretty interesting things that she said. Um, I've seen people go back and forth on figures like Kamala Harris, et cetera, you know, but it still it still comes down to, you know, hey, if you just go straight down the ticket like you normally do, you know, we're not Donald Trump. And that is not the change that people need. That is not the things that people honestly need in this world right now it is, you know, their only idea of an alternative is not Trump. Like that's it's so in, it's like it's so insulting that like that's 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 our space that's what we're in right now. But I digress. During her speech Saturday, which West did not attend, do y'all wonder why? Um, Owens pledged to bring the Blackfoot movement to cities across the country, including the rapper's native Chicago. Oh goody goody! Ironically, West recently revealed he donated seventy three k to Amara and Ya a Democratic candidate for mayor of Chicago. Last week, West attended a rally for Enya alongside Chance the Rapper, an outspoken liberal supporter. Yeah, um, I really didn't know too much about him donating to um, this mayoral candidate for Chicago, which is which is interesting, you know? I mean, because to be honest with you, you know, I, I guess, you know, since he's like always constantly talking about free speech and thank you for yourself, et cetera, right? Um, you know, I guess it's the right person for the job, right? You know, but uh, again, I mean, I'm not really looking to Kanye to like further um, push that narrative onto himself and like have some really deep introspection about like, you know, why is he continuing to uh, push as this like, you know, Trump advocate, but then like turning around and like funding Democrats. Like, I, I don't think he's ever really going to. He's not going to break that sort of stuff down for himself. But who who really knows? Who honestly knows? Um, wow. What a terrifying tale <laughs> that continues to unfold in the African-American community in the United States. Huh. Let me know what you guys think about that story. And, uh, you know, go ahead and look it up yourself. Hashtag, hashtag pardon, Blexit, B-L-E-X-I-T. Oh, uh, you know, or you could go, I mean, I wouldn't suggest it, but you can go to Candace Owens's um Twitter and you can uh you can see everything that's going on there. Hopefully it won't make you want to gouge your eyeballs out, but you know, what can you do? Yeah. Just a brief message and then we'll move on with the show. If you are enjoying what you are listening to Please give us a follow over on Facebook at Crybaby Sleep, also on uh, Twitter and Instagram. And if you would like to monetarily support the show, head on over to uh, paypal.me uh, forward slash J-O-N-O-M-I-L-O. That goes directly to me. And that'll help uh, you know with the equipment and uh, scheduling guests and uh, podcast hosting and uh, website hosting on all sorts of other really great, neat things that'll help me do this you know, on a more full-time basis. And also there is a Patreon. If you would like to go to patreon.com forward slash J-O-N-O-M-I-L-O, you can see all the details about the uh, podcast and uh, all the other content that I'm making. As always, thank you guys uh, so much for your patronage and time. It means the world to me. And uh, 
let's get back to the fun, hey? I wanted to close out on a somewhat personal, but um, hopefully it'll be a fun story for everyone. I just got back from a two-week trip into the uh, Northern Territory. Caveat, pardon me. If, uh, you know, you guys didn't know, I don't live in the United States. I live in uh, Sydney, Australia, Sydney, New South Wales. And uh, my partner, my girlfriend, she had a bit of work to do in the uh, Northern Territory. And I came along with her. Um, We visited a few cities. Darwin, um, Nooka, Catherine, and um, Central Australia, and the uh, city of Alice Springs. Took us about uh, two weeks to trek the the entirety of the territory. I mean, but that was also like, you know, days in uh, each city, you know, seeing as much as, you know, one could on a brief, on a brief trip like that. What I ended up seeing in a lot of these cities was just kind of just like, I can't even really, I was trying to completely put it together, but I can't totally, like, it's, it's really, it's beyond me. It's, it's really tough to try to put it into words, but in the remote communities there, it reminded me a lot of like, uh, you know, a lot of the things that I hear about, um, you know, again, the slums and reservations that the indigenous people of the uh, Americas have to deal with, you know, it's just, it was very, it was very harrowing. It was very sad. It was very, you know, it's, it's, it's just wild to see that like, you know, especially here in Sydney, how this is like a, you know, like a global city. This is like a top tier, you know, a global city. People from all over the world are coming here and uh, vacationing and seeing the Great Barrier Reef and they're checking out all the wonderful beaches and all sorts of great things here. Right. And this is, this is like the state of, you know, of, of things here. You know, this is constantly in the background. And personal opinion speaking, I feel like it should be like in the uh, foreground for, you know, a lot of people because it's proliferated the way of life that people have here now. I don't even really know how else to put it. I just saw a lot of things there that, you know, that just really kind of just like, I don't know. They were just shocking. You know, just, you know, if you are interested in any of the things that I'm like deciding to talk about right now, just go ahead, open up a tab and just go and look for yourself. Just type in, you know, Northern Territory and then just see, you know, some of the things that, you know, that that, that are just readily available for you to check out about what the situation is up here. You know, also, again, just like, you know, with the uh, situation with the indigenous people in the Americas, right? You know, dealing with fracking, mining, you know, poisoned water. You know, gas lines, pipelines, you know, um, sacred sites and, uh, you know, uh, natural national wildlife being pillaged, you know, constantly for corporate interests. You know, everybody should know all the benchmarks from stories like this, you know, and it was just very. uh, It's unless you're like there on the ground. And I feel like it's so sad because most of the time people will have to be like, you know, they have to be allowed out there. There's so much paperwork involved. There's so much money. There's so much materials and resources in order for you to even get out there. It makes it really sad to realize that, like, you know, I'm not saying that these people would have come in to, 
you know, come into Sydney or something silly and have like a cheeseburger or something, or, you know, some chicken sandwich at a brioche bun. I'm not saying that, you know, but what I am saying is that, you know, they can't do anything. They can't get out. They, you know, people can't leave. There's some people who just, that's just going to be everything they know. They're going to live and die there in that slum. And it's just like, just the myth about so much of this stuff, like working and like being for the betterment of people. And uh, this like being like one of the greatest systems that we've ever had in the history of human civilization. And then you turn around and you see stuff like this. It's, it was, it, it was nuts. You know, it was just nuts. It was just like, it just rattled my can like real hard because of how sweet the people are that I met in this remote community. And then just like, just all of the things that I just have to deal with. I just couldn't believe it. Just really honestly couldn't believe it. But, you know, I, like I, whenever I come up against this, this topic, I always feel like I'm punching out of my weight. You know, I always feel like I'm saying some things that I shouldn't or, you know, I couldn't, you know, but I think that also comes from like the American sense of like, you know, this, this deeper set of like outrage culture, you know, and I, I admit, you know, that I wish that this was like an indigenous person speaking to you right now, explaining this. And hopefully, you know, as time goes on, you know, maybe I can put together some really great interviews and, you know, maybe, maybe I could foster that. I pray that I'll be able to, uh, that I'll be able to do that, but that's not where I'm at right now, you know? So I feel like, you know, hopefully I don't get swatted for my first attempt at trying to bring attention to this, but we'll, we'll see. And like I said, just go ahead and just look into it yourself. I suggest, um, John Pilger's documentary, uh, Utopia. That is like one of my favorites. I've been sending that around to some folks to, uh, check out and watch, you know, but as per usual, that sort of stuff always ends up on deaf ears, you know, but hopefully people who are enjoying the show, um, they, they have their ears open. Cheese oh, Pete's. Um, yeah, I just wanted to get that off my chest. And that's it. That's the one that is the move right there. Episode number one of the Crybaby Sleep podcast is now coming to a close. I hope you guys enjoyed the stories that I decided to share with you, the rants. You know, hopefully they were uh, worth your time. And as the show progresses, hopefully you'll stick around and you'll get to enjoy more aspects of uh, what's happening here. And uh, thank you guys all so much for coming and listening. And see you all in the next one. Hey, eh? Peace.